Global News Watch. Joining us here in the studio is Lee Seung-min. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. Let's start with the U.S. President Trump taking the first formal step towards withdrawing the country from the World Health Organization. Uh, this, uh, the timing could perhaps not be worse. It comes amid the rising number of coronavirus cases uh, throughout the Americas over the past week. That's right. Uh, the Trump administration has formally notified the United Nations of its withdrawal from the WHO. Uh, the White House for several months threatened to pull the U.S. out of the WHO as uh, President Trump repeatedly assailed the organization for alleged bias toward China and its slow response to the outbreak in Wuhan. Uh, withdrawal requires a year's notice, so it won't go into effect until July 6th of next year, uh, raising the possibility the decision could be reversed. But uh, still, the move was immediately assailed by health officials and critics of the administration, including numerous Democrats who said it would cost the U.S. influence in the global arena. Uh, former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee, said he would reverse the decision on his first day in office if elected. And in response to the withdrawal notification, Joan Timoni, who is Women's Refugee Commission's vice president, issued a statement saying that termination of the U.S. relationship with the WHO is unconscionable. At the time of a global pandemic, health response demands more coordination, not less. And the WHO itself is stressing unity. Uh, the director general of the World Health Organization saying that the coronavirus pandemic showing no signs of slowing down and that, quote, national unity and global solidarity is undeniable in these conditions. Yes, uh, Director General of the WHO, Chajos Ghebreyesus, said, quote, uh, the coronavirus outbreak is accelerating and we have clearly not reached the peak of the pandemic yet. And Chajos said that while the number of deaths appear to have leveled off globally, some countries are seeing cases and deaths rise. This warning came as the Trump administration officially moved to withdraw the U.S. from the U.N.'s health agency, breaking ties with the global health body in the middle of the pandemic. And under the terms of the withdrawal, the U.S. must meet its financial obligations to the WHO before it can be finalized. Um, The U.S., which is the agency's largest donor and provides it with more than 400 million U.S. dollars per year, currently owes the WHO some 200 million U.S. dollars in current and past dues. Right. So we'll see if they uh, pony up that uh, money uh, under the Trump administration. That could be in question. That's right. Meanwhile, uh, hundreds of experts had been urging the WHO to review this mounting scientific research and finally the agency acknowledged that airborne transmission of the coronavirus may indeed be a threat in indoor spaces. Yes, uh, experts are agreeing that the coronavirus spreads through direct contact and large droplets that, uh, once sneezed or coughed out, often fall harmlessly to the ground. But a recent letter signed by 239 scientists suggests that uh, the virus may also spread by airborne transmission, lingering in the air for hours within lighter micro-droplets. This letter challenges the most recent guidelines from the WHO urging the Agency to recognize airborne transmission as a significant root of COVID-19 infection and plan accordingly. And a senior WHO official acknowledged there was evidence emerging that suggests airborne transmission of COVID-19, but uh, that it was not definitive. The organization said it would provide updates on the topic in the coming days, according to reports from CNBC. 
Let's uh, turn to Asia now. Uh, we are in the midst of what uh, some people say the monsoon season, some people say the mm-hmm. rainy season. And uh, up till now, Korea has largely been spared any uh, devastating downpours. That's not the case in other parts of uh, Northeast Asia. In Japan, torrential rain pounding uh, the center of the country on Wednesday. And the country uh, also issued a new disaster warning as these downpours uh, moved over uh, the entire Uh, width of the uh, central region, and the death toll uh, now rising to 58. That's right. Uh, The country's meteorological agency issued the highest level of alert for heavy rain in more than 20 municipalities in Gifu and Nagano prefectures on Wednesday, which was downgraded later in the day. Heavy rains that began early on Saturday on the island of Kyushu have already caused devastation across a swath of the southwestern portion of Japan, causing rivers to burst their banks and hillsides to collapse. And torrential rain inundated central Japan, prompting the government of Gifu Prefecture to instruct some uh, 219,000 residents to evacuate. And at least 80,000 rescue workers have already been deployed to reach survivors stranded by flooding and landslides, according to local media reports. And late Tuesday, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe pledged to double the number of troops involved in the rescue effort to 20,000. Torrential rain also pounding China as well. At least 121 people are dead or missing from the widespread flooding, according to Chinese local media. And uh, uh, unfortunately, the original coronavirus epicenter of Wuhan, uh, one of the country's hardest hit cities with these rains. That's right. Uh, The country is braced for more flooding after weeks of what has been for some regions the heaviest rainfall in decades triggered a severe flooding in almost every province, affecting more than 20 million. People. Heavy rain warnings have been issued in major cities, including Wuhan and Shanghai, and also many areas along the Yangtze River. Uh, the city of 11 million people in the central Hubei province had its emergency flood alert level raised to its second highest grade on Monday as the Yangtze River continues to swell also. And from the period of June 1st to July 7th, which was yesterday, accumulated rainfall in the uh, regions of four major provinces, including Hubei, has reached the highest levels for this time of the year since 1961, according to uh, China's Meteorological Administration. Right. So for the citizens of Wuhan, uh, which is a central Chinese city, and as we know, again, the epicenter of the initial coronavirus outbreak, Mm -hmm. they have been told to stay indoors uh, once again. Uh, This is sort of deja vu for them, uh, unfortunately, after the record rainfall uh, prompted authorities to raise the city's emergency response to the second highest level. Right. Uh, The city at the center of the coronavirus outbreak is facing a new crisis as the country is suffering with weeks of flooding. And on social media, some locals are asking whether Wuhan has become a, quote, a cursed city Mm. because it has lurched from one disaster to another. And uh, China state news agency Xinhua reported that torrential rain has been pounding the city since Sunday with the maximum rainfall exceeding 250 millimeters over a single 24-hour period. Right. There's that cliche, right? When it rains, it pours. And uh, they kind of uh, have to uh, express some sympathy for the people of Wuhan. All right, Seungmin, we will leave it there. Thank you very much. As always, uh, hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you.